Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Exodus. I'm going to be reading in the 16th chapter, verses 1 through 18. It's Exodus 16, 1 through 18. The whole congregation of the Israelites set out from Elam, and Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. And that way I will test them, whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? Asked, and Moses said, when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening... Quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you needs, and omer to a person according to the number of persons, all providing for those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, those who gathered much had nothing left over, and those who gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord God, we thank you for your word. We pray that we would listen to the word that you have for us this day. And I pray that the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth would bring glory to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On August 26th, Saturday evening, my brother-in-law, Eddie, and his wife, Wanda, and her mother, Marge, loaded belongings into the vehicle. They put important papers. They put precious things into that car. They put their puppy dog, everything that they did not want to live without, as much as possible, went into that vehicle. And then they wedged themselves in, and they drove away from their home that was flooded. Eddie drives an FJ Cruiser, and the water was at the doors as they left their home. They were fortunate because they had another home to go to. They'd only been living in this house a few months, and they hadn't sold their old home yet. And it wasn't flooding there, so that's where they went. After they got there, and their neighborhood began to flood even more, the old neighborhood, the one where the house wasn't, filling with water. They realized that they did a really good job of packing, except that they forgot to take food. And they forgot to take water. They had enough candy bars with them to have one a day for two days. And that's all they had. And then Eddie started calling every convenience store in the area. And when he found one that was open, he waded through the water out of his neighborhood to get to that convenience store to buy some food and something to drink for the three of them. In our passage today, we know the backstory, right? That God's people are slaves in Egypt. They've been there hundreds of years, and God has raised up Moses to be the leader to take them out of Egypt, to be the one who stands before Pharaoh and says, as the song goes, let my people go. And we know that Pharaoh resisted over and over and over again. Until finally, after plagues and all kinds of hardships that the Egyptians experienced, including the loss of children, Pharaoh finally decides that they can leave. 
And so they have to pack. They have to pack everything. They have to pack food and livestock and belongings and everything. And they don't have like six months to get ready for this. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and all of their stuff. And they do that as quickly as possible and they leave. And they don't take the main road, the easy road, out of Egypt because they're afraid that Pharaoh might change his mind. So they take the difficult route. And we know that Pharaoh does change his mind. And the armies come after them. And they find themselves before the Red Sea, and God parts the Red Sea, and they walk across. Not muddy water bottoms, but dry land. And then when Pharaoh's army comes, the water comes crashing down, and they are drowned. When they get over on the other side of the Red Sea and they see that they are safe, they celebrate and dance. For God has brought them out of slavery, out of the hardness of life, and is leading them to the promised land that they've known about for a long, long time. So our passage today comes about a month, month and a half after this celebration and understanding of how God provided a way for them to get out of slavery and out of Egypt. You know, all that food they packed, it's, it's running out. It has run out. They are hungry. And they have begun to grumble, kind of like the Snickers commercials, right? We take on a different persona when we're hungry and not happy. It only takes a month and a half for them to realize that they are not in Kansas anymore and that there is no place like slavery. They actually think it might be better if they had stayed where they were. They are understanding how incredibly hard it is to be rescued from forced labor and occasional genocide. They are hungry. And God hears their cries. And God speaks. God speaks bread and meat for them each and every day. Just enough. Not too much, but enough. Every morning they can gather what we call manna and make bread. That it doesn't matter how much each person gathers, that when you bring it together and you measure out the right amount, everybody has enough. Every evening, there are plenty of quail for them to eat. 
I think this word enough is very important for us today. I don't know how you define enough. Might be a little bit different for everybody. I have seen in folks that were growing up in the depression that enough has a different definition for those of us, uh, our teenagers today, where enough is much more abundant because of their life experiences. We could use this time, this passage, to remind us that there really is enough food for everyone in the world each and every day. There are statistics to prove that. But there's also the reality that greed and war and hatred and drought and other reasons cause thousands and thousands of people each and every day to go without enough. To cry out to God, where is my manna, O God? And I hope that each one of us reflects on that, about our abundance and how we can live into enough and share that excess with others. But beyond that, I wonder if you have ever felt like you are wandering around in the wilderness of life if you have wondered if God even knows of your struggles as the Israelites did in the desert. These same people who had seen the miracle of leaving the country seen so much more than we have. How quickly we can forget. I wonder if you have ever found yourself wondering if God is even listening to your cries, if God even listens to our prayers. Well, if you're like me, it's pretty easy to start grumbling, forgetting the goodness of God. It's pretty easy for me to begin to grumble quickly when things don't seem to be going the way I think they should go. When life is harder than I think it should be. When one day seems like a train wreck followed by another train wreck. Anybody ever had a day like that before? Well, when things pile up and pile up and pile up, we just want to shout, enough already, to God, to the people around us, to the situation itself. Well, this passage assures us that God hears our cries, and God provides just 
what we need. It might not come in the form in which we think it will come in, but that God provides what we need, whether it's rest or healing, food, a friend with a hug and a smile, a store that is open within waiting distance of your flooded neighborhood. God provides. I wonder if you've ever wondered if you are enough for God. If you are enough for God. It's like saying, God, I mess up so much. How can I ever be good enough to serve you? How can I ever be good enough to love you fully? How can I ever be good enough to share the light and love that you offer me with the people around me? How can you ever use me to help others? How can I ever lead others to you? We are enough. God loves us and accepts us as we are and offers us countless opportunities to grow and to learn and to be molded and shaped. Have you ever wondered if God is enough? Sometimes we struggle with so much that it seems that God's presence just may not be enough. That God's love is not enough. That God um, provides manna to God's people so that they will have enough to eat. But do we have enough? But God, I assure you, is more than enough for each one of us. Just as God provided the food in the desert, God provides life. Because you see, generations later, after God's people are wandering around in the desert, God provides Jesus Christ the bread of life, so that we will have nourishment, so that we will have life for eternity. Our days may be hard, but I assure you, God is enough. So my prayer this day, in the midst of storms, in the midst of violence, in the midst of hunger, my prayer is that today and every day, we will give God thanks for the enough that we have. That God is enough, more than enough. And that even though life may not be easy, God is present 
God provides, and God is enough. Amen.